0: once upon a time there was this girl and she was all alone in her house at night. Everybody else had gone off somewhere. And there was this maniac at large and it was dark and there was a storm coming. But she wasn't afraid because she had this large German Shepherd dog that slept underneath her bed so she really didn't have to worry even if it was dark. And she was all alone. That night The storm began to rage. The shutters on the house began to slap the side. Clunk, clunk, clunk. She laid under bed listening to the night sounds and the storm rage. And for some reason, her skin began to crawl. The dog was sleeping under her bed so she shouldn't have been afraid. But still, she reached under just to pet the dog for reassurance. And sure enough There and it licked her hand. Oh, how cute! Come on, Lily. What happened? Okay, the girl couldn't understand it, but something kept telling her that something was wrong. It was almost like she knew a door was open somewhere, or something like that. Anyway, she thought she ought to get up and go check, but she was too afraid to get out of bed. I mean, the dog was there for her protection. she shouldn't have been afraid but she was the storm eased up after that but she still couldn't relax she'd reached down every five minutes to check if the dog was still there and sure enough the good old dog was there and it licked her hand and she felt better but then she heard the stripping She kept wondering what it could be. The dog didn't seem upset, but she just couldn't stand that dripping. It sounded like it was in the bathroom. And you know how a sound can grow in the dark. Trip. 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 She couldn't stand it any longer. She jumped out of bed and she ran into the bathroom to shut it off and jump back into bed. She threw open the shower door and hanging from the nozzle was her dog. Its throat had been slit. And blood dripped in large red droplets onto the clean, white tile. But what was worse, what was written in blood on the bathroom mirror. It said...
1: Welcome, everyone, back to the Flickers from the Cave podcast. This is episode 199. My name is Mike. My name is Marty.
2: Hello, I'm Julie.
1: We're going down home today on this episode because we're going to do a couple of movies from our home state, North Carolina, and these are sort of, I think, on the verge of being like the fall into the heading of a regional filmmaker because... I don't think either of these guys were went on to become like prolific in the genre or even
3: in, in film no they didn't david nelson did more than uh buddy cooper yeah buddy cooper did not much no uh
1: now but but uh, we're going to talk about 1982's death screams first so, Death Screams, we've talked, we featured a movie by a dude named Earl Owensby on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And his... Sebo. Sebo. Buckstone County Prison. With
3: um, David Allen Coe.
1: As the greatest laugher in <laughs> cinematic history.
3: Sibo, <laughs> uh, He's got a shotgun <laughs> and knows very few words. He really did know very few
1: words. He couldn't <laughs> read the script. Um so, but this film was produced I think not directly by Earl Owensby but it was certainly Owensby adjacent.
3: Well I mean it was shot in his facility.
1: Right, and there's so there's a lot of overlap and there are quite a few actors in this, using the air quote term actors, that were uh sort of stock players for the
3: Owensby well, he's based, he's down around Shelby, which is just mm-hmm. outside of Charlotte, and this, there are sections of this where I would go, oh, what's that monument? And I would look it up, and it would be a monument just outside Shelby. And so I was yeah. like, they were shooting it all around <laughs> there, and it, at the end, there's a credit about filmed at the E. Owensby uh, Studios or something.
1: Yeah, the, the director, was it David Nelson, is that right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. David Nelson, he is actually, he went on to play like some roles in in other uh in other movies he's uh he acts in Cry Baby the John Waters movie
3: well he's Ricky Nelson's brother Ozzy and oh, Harry Man
1: you know what I saw the name and I never made the connection that this was the David Nelson
4: <laughs>
1: So so okay so this guy does have more of a pedigree than uh, Well, what he
3: could. a celebrity Definitely, but, right. you know, what's that worth? Well, nowadays, it's well, worth now a to lot. Get you a fucking series. Anyway. Right, yeah.
1: Sorry, I just crashed into my microphone. Yeah, nowadays, <laughs> like, you can just become a celebrity for being a celebrity. But I, I kind of would like to think that in 1982, you sort of had to have some, uh, I don't know, a talent of some kind.
3: I'm watching. I was telling Julie uh, earlier while we this is our second attempt at recording this, and earlier we had a, a technical uh, 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 situation that left Julie that? and I online uh, to chat for a while. And I was telling her that I have started um, <laughs> watching South Park, and um, and anyway, I was watching one, and it was from God. It was it's probably. Twenty ten, twenty oh, two thousand and nine, something like that. I don't know, but anyway, um, on there they were talking about the Kardashians. Oh, really? And I was like, that was shocking to me that they had been <laughs> around that long, because for to me they still seem like this flash in the pan new thing. Wow. And no, They're they've that. been around for a while, and and I think they have been around for a while at that point too. So anyway, I'm.
4: Yeah.
3: I think the era of famous just for being famous has been going on longer than that
1: yeah well the thing of the kardashians seem like a it's such a just uh garbage aspect of our society that it's like yeah.
2: people it, love it, reality tv though
1: i know and i don't eh. i just don't i don't begrudge that to them but i don't get it
3: what was the the yeah, uh all things what was the bobcat movie was it god bless america oh yeah okay have you ever seen that julie
2: no, I don't think
3: so. So in, in the movie, uh, Bill Murray's brother, um, Joel Murray, he finds out he's got cancer mm-hmm. and he wants to make a difference in the world before he leaves. So he decides he's going to go kill basically Paris Hilton or Britney Spears or the Kardashians mm-hmm. or basically all of them <laughs> and just eliminate this bullshit, famous like culture situation we're dealing with. And he and this young protege girl that he like joins up with, they go on a fucking murder spree.
4: Yeah, it's, Whoa. it's, it's good. it is a
1: super dark comedy.
3: Like five minutes okay. in, Julie, somebody throws a baby in the air and it gets shot with a shotgun like a fucking skeet. <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was right. the cold open. Now you, now sorry,
3: just you <laughs> don't see it, but you see blood fly, and, you, and, and it's definitely implied what happens.
1: It, it's plenty. You yeah. really but don't. Yeah, you see don't
3: need, it. need to see more than that. No. If you need to see more than that, only a Serbian film is going to get you there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the what is Damn. it? The Nanjing
3: Massacre. The, oh yeah! Yikes! Yeah, Men Beyond the Sun too, or whatever it is. So, um, I should apologize to the listeners too. I have been sick for days and I'm just barely hanging on. This is, this might be my last, uh, my last official act as a living human being, um, is getting this podcast recorded. So, you know, if, if these are in fact my final words, I'll, uh, you know, feel lucky that you were there for it. Well, you're doing something for posterity. Exactly. I've been sitting on my posterity for about four days now, hoping for this fucking cold to go away. So, um,
4: That's anyway, as
3: shit. So Mike, okay. what is this uh, what is this first movie we we're going to talk it. about?
1: The first flick is directed by David Nelson that we were talking about and it is from 1982 and it is called Death Screams.
3: So you found a thing on YouTube, right, that was like a little promotional uh, something for this movie?
1: Yes, it was a super to me very charming just 30-second like promotional TV spot. And uh, man, it's just such a thing out of time.
3: So let's uh, let's listen to that, and then we'll get into our conversation about death screams.
5: Hello, I'm Chuck Eisen, producer of the motion picture Death Screams. Ever since this film has been finished, people have been dying all over the country. I'm sorry. What happens in death screams could be happening in your hometown tonight. Dear God, I hope not. R. now playing in a theater near you.
1: So there's a little taste of uh, of the kind of the level of promotion this cinematic opus was getting at the time.
3: Yeah, but this, uh, they really were trying for something with this.
1: Oh, for sure, dude. I I don't know how this one sort of. I don't know how I missed this one in 1982 because I was like pretty
3: much all horror content that was available to me. I was soaking it up. I doubt anyone saw this. If you weren't in that town on whatever distribution thing.
2: Well, also the release on VHS was really dark apparently and hard to see. Um, And then arrow recently re-released it on Blu-ray and really lightened it up and made it look better but it still is dark it still it's hard to see it's, visually
3: but it's very like saturated colors and it's like the, they they really went overboard on like night lighting where um, i thought that looked great I, the way it, it, yeah. it was it so was, bright and stuff and spots where i mean i know that's what you're trying to do you're trying to make it visible and stuff but it was it was so I thought it was artfully done, but I didn't think it was realistic.
1: No, I don't think it was realistic at all. My take was that it was, it was intentionally stylized, mm-hmm. and I may be like looking at it through like just a, a euphemistic
3: lens. But well, I, 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 I don't think it's like <laughs> a creep show where they were like, "Oh, let's throw some colored lights over here and do this thing no. and make it all artistic." I just think it was like, "Well, we need to be able to see this. Put some lights on it," and yeah, it was it was fun.
1: There's several, I know, I can think specifically of several things where they're just sort of the group is tramping through the woods, and then there's just like a giant flood somewhere back off camera Mm -hmm. that's just Uh putting out like a bright spray of light across the trees. Mm -hmm. With fog and stuff, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I thought it looked great. And I thought it was, I thought this movie was really well shot for the, I mean, budgetary level and circumstances. And I mean, but just overall, I thought it was well shot.
3: Did I you guys, did you guys notice the, when they were at the county fair, that one of the, one of the trucks had a big Childress shows on it? No. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, it had one. to be the actual, you know, Childress that's still around. Right. Um, Wait, who, I don't
2: know what that is. So there's a
3: NASCAR a- guy, but he also like Childress Vineyards and stuff. It's, you oh. know, which is right here. And, uh, but then like the, it's Richard Childress, right, Mike? Yes. Yeah. And he's had a NASCAR team for a while. Is like a big rich dude.
1: He is wildly rich now from being in in NASCAR, and yeah, he's there's all kinds of shit around now with his name on it. Which apparently the the winery is very nice. I mm-hmm. hear I've heard. So, uh, but I I was clearly had the uh, the look of the North Carolina foothills mountains area. Oh absolutely. yeah,
4: and then yeah. also
2: that like small town charm with everybody just like joking around and it was like i feel like just extras they pulled off the street hey man you want to film right now you want to be in a movie some of
3: those people weren't bad <laughs> that that old dude that complains yeah. about the size of the slice of pie he gets I loved yeah him. he was really he goes well i'm actually kind of partial to this here meringue this meringue i was like it was pretty good <laughs> the girl where she
1: was just like pissed because he went over and talked to the other. Sure. That'd make a girl want to make her want to goop
3: up a guy's windshield.
1: As we were watching it, I told Dylan, I said, you know, uh, John Hardman, uh, worked on this and he was like, who's that? And I said, he is the legendary nipple wrangler from Charlie's angels and three's company. (laughs) The man could do miracles with a block of ice because there's so much of that in this movie. Well, oh, there's a lot of big boobs in this movie.
2: Well, but it's yeah, just I think there's like four sets of boobs. Four, maybe those, like five. impressive
3: sets of boobs. And, yeah, four
2: four sets of boobs. One and, uh, shower butt, dude.
3: Yeah, that was unnecessary. But I mean, like even without showing that. Her, that one, that one girl, the the really trampy one, when um, she yeah, when she Ramona. gets thrown in the shower, and she's got that see through bra on. That shit was yeah. really
2: hot as fire, dude. I know, and Lily had a see-through bra on, too, that looked fantastic. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Somebody, I don't know which character, they were in a sweater. And, like, I think it was, like, the the quote-unquote good girl of the group. She showed up, and she just had a sweater on, and, like, it was, like, (laughs) Dylan said, it must be freezing there.
3: Are you talking about the one little candy striper girl that was making out with the boy at the fair under the, under the, um...
1: Ed no, I don't thing. think it was her. No I, no, I guess she is sort of. Are you the- talking
3: about the one with the grandmother? You're talking about Lily. Because that whole thing with her and her grandmother, I thought was really cool. Where she's talking about, there's a picture of your father in there in the living room, and she goes, "Oh, Grandma, come on." When we went to Savannah, I saw a whole store full of that same picture, knowing that the <laughs> grandmother had just put the picture of whatever dude was in the frame when they bought it, and said, "That's, That's your dad." Where-
1: She's sitting there like peeling apples or peeling potatoes and just I think that's
3: when she's like knitting or something later, like doing a quilt. Because, you know, she sells her quilt right away.
1: That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, it was full of like a lot of, I mean, to your point, Julie, I think it was a lot of like, hey, Ted, (laughs) who runs the convenience store. Mm Because that dude, that dude that runs the grocery store is for sure not a professional actor (laughs) or like.
3: No. No. Oh, well, man. neither was the dude that runs the diner. His No. His line reads and stuff were ridiculous, but earnest.
2: Oh, and I love the waitress $2. as well. She was like one the, of those. The angry waitress? Yeah, like the angry Southern, like where you're just like terrified of her magnitude. Like You're just like, mm,
1: you'll hurt so, me. Because they, co- or or they come me. in and say, like, where's Karen or where's the other waitress? And he's like, I don't know where that bitch is at. She <laughs> didn't come in here today at all. I've been working for... Tw- 12 and a half hours. I want to go to the fair <laughs> too. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Now, cinematography-wise, I was super impressed with this and there was some genuinely kind of creepy. We've already talked about we're not going to be too concerned about like spoilery stuff, but there's a early on there's a a a a, a, a kill, I guess. Just a spade is a spade. It was a kill where they are bound together.
2: Oh, that was and cool, that like, motorcycle couple.
1: <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah, they and precarious.
2: They get they were to But like they're where like, they're getting their necks make like a heart shape with their two heads and they just like have blood that? come out. And I
3: literally just watched this. So they go and they're going and they're wanting to fuck on the railroad baby. But he
2: wants the railroad or the train to go by and sync with his climax. But then he gets his dick stuck in his zipper, and then all of a sudden the bad guy kills him. But you don't see it at all. It's like.
1: You don't well you, they don't go like uh, something about Mary you just see boobies. the Franks and the beans
3: yeah
4: <laughs> no no I, they don't, <laughs> don't show the any top.
3: but they don't show the killer at all They all of a sudden the train's going over them they're like getting it on and all of a sudden they're going Ugh,
4: uh, yeah uh,
1: well there's a, a cable around their neck right. selectively and it's tightening down and
3: right but yeah. how did it get there I didn't see how it got there it was just suddenly there
2: because the they I were distracted just, and the killer just chucked it around their neck
3: I wish I had, I had. wish they had shown a little more of that, because I thought, well, I'm going to rewatch it so I can at least understand that opening kill. And it just doesn't show anything. Yeah, I thought it was I, hilarious, though, because she's like complaining, thinking that he came in his pants or something. <laughs> and she's going, oh, Billy. He goes, it wasn't that. I got caught, got caught in a dang zipper, and it hurts. <laughs> don't move. Don't move. <laughs> <It was, laughs> now move. Move. Oh, my God. So, again, the South Park thing. Um, I watched the one with the shake weight. Do you remember that, Mike? Ooh. That episode? I, mm, I don't know if I do. I, so I it was right when the when shake weight thing came out. And so it was right. this workout thing, and you could get the voice assist version. <laughs> and, and and it would go, you would go, yes, that's it, faster. And you go, the girl would be going, and you go, faster. Yes, that's it. Now change hands. That's it, faster. Yes, faster. You're doing great. You're almost there. And then it would go, da, 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 and it would squirt cooling gel on their face. <laughs> to indicate the end of the workout and then it, and then the thing would go entering sleep mode and it would go Wah. it would just shrink down it's so funny
2: it's awesome so, so i lost so awesome.
3: one of the things i like we're talking about the regionalism of it but like that um that little neighborhood like store like when it mm-hmm. shows the girl like stocking the shelves and there's mm-hmm. like those old Mountain Dew cans, Uh-huh. RC the, Cola, RC Colas, and then you could, and you, you can't even see Con- all of the packaging. But I was like, well, that's Texas P yep, and I know what that is, and that's Heinz 57, and there's some A1. I got so and I was like
2: I- excited because there was Country Time lemonade, and I was like, oh my god, we used to have that in my household. Country Time lemonade, <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: And then all the little stuff like the the cash register, and then all of the little promotional things and bits that were around it. Uh-huh. It just looked mm-hmm. like every store I went into as a kid, like yeah, every me too. store. So it was very, very cool to see that.
1: I just had this discussion with somebody the other day because there was, uh, we were talking about how when we were kids, it wasn't always like a Seven Eleven or a whatever, no. like a a chain thing. We had like. Tommy's Curb Market or yeah, Tommy's had, Mini Mart. And we had Norm's Jim's Curb Norm's
3: Market. Minute Mart. Uh
4: huh.
1: Yeah, yeah. We had one place that was like, everybody just called it the Ice Plant, okay. Because they had the facility in the back where they would truck out like ice for restaurants, okay, and, and stuff like that. But in the front there was like this little store, okay. And my dad, it was a block and a half from our house, and when I was little, my dad would like send me with a note down to the ice plant and I'd get like a pack of Marlboros and a quart of beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd say, Yeah, you get what you want and then so the dude was like, Oh, that's for John and okay and he'd pack it up and I'd walk it home.
2: <laughs> that's, awesome. that's so funny.
1: Completely illegal now. But I
2: mean they didn't it
3: was illegal then too, dude. Well it
1: yeah, was but 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 I feel
2: like they really didn't crack down until like I was in college. Like even when I was in high school, they really they didn't care that much. Like you weren't supposed to. Well, they, they kind of like overlooked it, like because I would be like.
1: They started cracking down. They started cracking down on me when I turned like about seven, and I was bringing home like a third of a quart of beer. <laughs> right and, and when the, you were
3: staggering like home.
1: Four Marlboros left in the pack. <laughs> <laughs>
3: fucking yellow fingers.
1: <laughs> I'm like what is it?
3: <laughs> yeah, you had that fucking uh, Brenda Vaccaro voice. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, Hello, doll. Um, I so uh, like I said earlier, we had a a technical snafu, and um, which gave me time um, to basically rewatch this movie, and I was really glad I did because when I watched it the first time, I was just like, "This is purely subpar," and when I watched it the second time, I was like, "This is this really hits most of what it's shooting for." So I was. Really glad I revisited it.
2: I'm glad you changed your lens, because I really liked this movie. The kills were awesome in it. I definitely want to talk about the kills.
3: Yeah, I I did enjoy um, the the pacing of it, too. I thought it moved right along. Um, There was some nice uh, distracting red herrings to keep us from uh, understanding who the killer was. There was plenty of things to look at. My goodness, the fashions of the early 80s. Goodness. Um, it was like a contest to see whose shorts were shorter, the men's or the women's. <laughs> I mean, those those butts were eating those shorts. There was hardly a bit of fabric left. Um, and what were all those hot women doing with those 45-year-old dudes?
2: Yeah, those that's, guys we, all looked like they were in their 30s or above, for sure.
1: Yeah. There's there's the one kind of low-rent Bruce Dern-looking dude.
2: Yes. Okay. That,
1: like, this man is like... He was just looking for somebody young enough to help him fill out his AARP card. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. He was so old. I'm
2: glad you brought that guy up because that's the guy that I kept on flinging back and forth. And I was like, is that the coach? Wait. And there were two dudes that were like tall, dark, and handsome that looked exactly alike. And I was getting so confused which was which. And I had to like... Look up on IMDb at the end of the movie and just be like, wait, was I right? Who the killer was versus who like the, you know, that wasn't the same person. Was it played by the same actor?
1: When there was the little dude who was always in a sweatshirt, kind of a little Gino Vanelli. <laughs> the
2: class clown. Looking,
1: yeah. The dude who's like from apparently from Queens
2: mm-hmm.
1: by
3: way of Shelby. The, the, the he, funny guy, quote unquote.
2: Diddle. <laughs> the
1: guy that was intended to be funny. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Diddle diddle is his name. I think he might have been funnier than the, yeah, that's his character's name. I think he might have been funnier than the quote-unquote funny guy in our second film.
1: I got some history with that guy, the the funny guy from Fall Break. All right, well, we'll get to that. Uh, Um, Talking about the kills, uh I, I was intrigued by the... V- varying degrees of special effects in uh,
3: Death Screams now. Some weren't in
1: the very ne- special. <laughs> yes, exactly. And in the next movie, they hired, like, they had some, like, no shit.
3: Yeah. Fuck yes, they did.
4: Yeah.
1: So, but in this one, it was much more of catch as catch can, like, wh- how much can we effectively produce, like, se- well, and I, I was watching one. the credits because I looked up, there was a name in the credits that said special effects by Worth Keeter. Yes. And so I was like, Fucking Worth Keeter, that I know that name, and I know that name from something somewhat recently. So I looked on the IMDb page for this movie. Mm-hmm. No sign of Worth Keeter as- associated with this, but his name is in the credits, mm-hmm. right? So, so I just looked up Worth Keeter. He directed directed L.A. Bounty, which we just did a few <laughs> nice. episodes. No way with, with Sybil Danning and Wings Hauser. Yes. That's awesome. It is in he's connected to a bunch of kind of nineties ish action y kind of stuff. That
2: blows my mind. Love that.
1: And
3: it did mine too.
2: Good find.
3: Worth Keeter, there it is. Episode one ninety three. Yep, that blows my mind.
1: And uh Mighty he directed episodes in the nineties of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers T
3: V series. Uh, which the film of which I watched and we'll be talking about later. Oh,
1: so this dude, like he, he was able to like, take his glimpse of,
3: it's kind of like when you watch night beast and at the end it says sound designs by JJ Abrams. Abrams, (laughs) Yes. And you're like, Oh, that guy, he did sound design for Don Dohler and now he's directing star Wars movies.
1: Worth Keeter's first movie was the Alan Ormsby werewolf from 19... ...from 79. He worked on Dogs of Hell, which I think is the same as Rottweiler. Oh, yeah, yeah. In in
3: 3D. Yeah. And then... So he is an Owensby.
1: He is. But he... You know, it sort of busted out of that. At least enough to do... uh, Like... I can't remember what year was... uh, Here's one called The Last Siege with Jeff Fahey and Ernie Hudson. I think I've seen that. Fuck, that might actually be
3: good. I think I've seen that one. Which, I thought L.A. Bounty was good, so... I can't I, remember what year. I will tell, tell you, We're we'll have, I have more to say about Sybil Danning later, so just we'll just put that out there as a tease. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, I liked some of the kills i didn't like others most of them to me didn't make any sense um but they were plentiful and they um they weren't overdone. some were in my opinion underdone um but i you know i i, I did like their frequency i thought that they definitely kept it moving it you know wasn't like well you got to wait for the one kill so um the thing at the end when that sheriff shoots that dude in the head and his head explodes <laughs> and then he just keeps shooting. Yeah. I was I was, I was laughing, laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, none of the shots, except maybe the first one are actually on screen. Everything else, all he's holding sc- the gun screen, down yes. out of camera. And he's just firing. But that first shot, he fires. The dude's head comes off. Uh-huh. And then he it just like, keeps shooting. It
1: explodes. But it's like... A, a, it's like a yes. 38 it's like a 38 sidearm it's like that do that i don't it know it would make a,
3: it no no <laughs> not unless your head's made out of latex
1: right. and, and like filled with primer cord
3: yeah that, yeah I, I i really laughed at that
1: but i did not give one fuck that it was silly i was just like oh shit it blew up and i thought it was great
2: <laughs> i so I agree. like
1: i i yeah. I was I was so kind of this was just sort of scratching that 1982 itch for me where like I said we, I I said on our failed attempt at recording this earlier if I had seen this movie in 1982 I would have thought it was one of the best things I'd ever seen just because of the level of of nippleage and the, uh-huh. the the Ooh, the kill there's a and high high man. boob
2: count and high kill count which is always exciting.
1: Yeah and I was, I was, the whole lighting thing again. Not to go back and kind of beat on that, but like I was so impressed with the way they did it because they didn't do one of my least favorite things in the world, which is day for night.
3: They did it, I think, a little, but not a lot, not a lot, very, very, yeah, very and limited. It, and mostly it, and you, they shot it at night, right. and and you had couldn't had really just, tell, I think, at times. But then you kind of go, oh, they shouldn't have let that shot go that long because now I can tell. So. Yeah, I, I was.
1: I was super impressed with the way it was shot and lit and some of the
3: acting was serviceable. I thought some of it was straight up good. Um, some of it wasn't.
1: The sheriff, like every time they showed him I kept thinking about laser blast. Yes. Because of the deputy in laser blast. It was like, I don't think you're ready for some
3: football. <laughs> <laughs> I, your rowdy friends are not coming over tonight.
1: No, they are not,
3: um, Mike. Earlier um, on our first attempt, you had mentioned the music, and I had it had not registered with me. So when I watched it this second time here, I, the music did register to me, and it was really funny.
2: It's like game it is show hilarious. music.
3: It is so bad, and it's like it's... it is like loud, but in the other room. It's it's not <laughs> like it's like they don't even understand like the whole idea Audio of like dynamics. music. Yeah. It's like, here's the film. Here's the, here's the thing that's happening. The music is in the other room. It's like, no, that doesn't say, and it's loud in the other room though. So anyway, I, I thought it was really fun.
1: When it was playing, like when we were started it and I was just like, this is batshit." This music, <laughs> yes. because then, I mean, it is right out of the box. That's what hits you. Because I swear it sounds like Shirley Bass. going to cut in at any minute.
3: Well that opening yeah, thing the credits while the like bodies are dropping in the water and slow motion and out of focus and stuff and Yeah. It, and it just goes on and on and on. wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I loved of that
1: stuff dropping in the water. I thought it was cool. Oh, like, like, yeah, it was really I, end, creative.
2: the end credits you just see like dead water boobs. That's pretty cool. Mhm.
4: You that could, like, chick that and, runs I mean, out of like, the
3: water and then comes back and gets murdered, gets her throat cut. Uh-huh. Yes. Jesus, what a fucking body. <laughs> yeah.
1: With with the cold water and her floating on her back, like it was like dueling sundials. <laughs> yes. Like you could tell what time it was. That's well, how they knew it was time to roll the credits.
3: Well that light the way they had the light sort of raked across the surface to it really just had everything perfectly silhouetted and stuff. I mean it was
4: It's a great look.
3: It was quiet and it was a good shot.
4: <laughs> yes, it
1: was. Did, and speaking speaking of impressively shot and in the water, how about the underwater photography? The way that was all lit, where the the couple takes the long swim. Wasn't that? No, is that you, in this or that's is that the other in? Uh, it yeah, is yeah, in Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because there was there's some lighting and and
3: the way that's. Are we talking together. about when they're in that pool that's closed?
1: Yeah, see I was thinking yeah. there was a thing where they were swimming in the river no, in this. But.
2: this was the the dead couple, the dead motorcycle couple floated down the mm-hmm. the river or into the water and then um, nice boob chick she was started like swimming and then, you know, skinny dipping. She floated, floated up floated on the dead bodies. Screamed then got yeah. sliced in the neck.
3: Throat cut, yeah. And
2: then she ended up with the couple. They're all
4: at the end hanging out with each other. Yeah,
3: they never did find that body of the couple. By the end of the movie, they were still unfound. Yeah. It was a. What's it? No.
1: A morte d'etroit. Ugh.
2: (laughs) So. so,
1: There wasn't no menage to it.
2: (laughs) Let's go into some of the other kills as well, because there are some really good kills here. There's the crazy chick um, that, like.
3: Gets the arrow in the back.
2: She gets the arrow in the back, but then she just, like, (laughs) sits in this carousel and just kind of, like, zones out for a little while. And then uh, then gets a bag to the face, and that was cool. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the way that there's a last thing is that comes around, and she's got the plastic bag over uh-huh. her head, mm-hmm. and she sort of pulls back past the camera, and you see her fade around the corner again. That was a very cool, crea- I mean, it was really creative shot. Yeah,
2: and it was, like, terrifying.
1: But when she, when she ran down the hill, this is going to mean nothing to maybe anybody in that's either listening or participating in this, except Marty. When she came running down the hill after we shot in the neck with the arrow, right. she looked like the Yeti
3: from Shriek, Shriek of the, of the Mutilated, Mutilated. Yeah,
1: yeah, she was yeah, just like
3: that too. just hustling down <laughs> there. <that> hill because <laughs> it's like there's a drum solo during that in the movie, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, yes, yeah, and yeah. Then she gets on the the carousel horse backwards. Well, she's so tired. She's been shot with an arrow, so she just got to just <laughs> trying to get a seat. Take a load off. (laughs) I guess. Her fucking headband was still, her bandana was still tied around her head, though. It was. All right, Julie. So we have the arrow to the back chick.
2: Okay. uh, We already talked about the motorcycle couple. Then uh, water Mm -hmm. boob, Sandy, gets chopped in the throat. We talked about that. Right. Uh, Diddle, the class clown, he's in the bathroom, and he has that off-screen. The outhouse. Yeah, the outhouse off-screen death. Where his friends yeah, just find, find him. Yeah, they find him
3: shirtless and covered in blood. Yeah. But his pants were on, thankful. Because <laughs> when we last see him, his pants are down and he's hi- he's got his like ass up in the air trying to get away from a raccoon that's hiding in the other
2: Oh, that's right. Oh, that was so funny. He's like, I may be constipated for the rest of my life. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Okay, so then we have uh, the headless couple where it's like that muscle dude Walker yes. goes to the car and then his girlfriend like chases to find him and then like, um, you know, touches him and his head falls off and then she right. yes. like, gets her head chopped off and you just see like find both. a decapitated like, couple. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the dude that's not the coach and that was my favorite kill hands down. Because he falls into that grave site and then his arms get chopped off, and the FX oh on that God. was so good. It was like his like it was hands were no, just wiggling a little. I loved it. It was not
3: good.
1: Okay, for this movie,
2: I'm falling, yes.
3: Well, I don't I'm know.
1: Right in <laughs> when, the middle here. Because when he's I down there, and, and
3: it was like you could see his wrist bent. Yeah, you could. <laughs> with a big bright red knob You're not wrong. on it where his first were, I was like, that is bad.
1: But the, when they cut back and they had the prosthesis on his wrist and his hands were still moving up in the I grass. I loved that. Yeah. That's a point off for creativity, or you know what I mean? Like, that's. That was good. They get extra points for just being creative and doing
3: that. Hand, hand, that. Those hands were moving, though, like they were under power, not like they were like draining of life and collapsing into the grass. <laughs> I, I just. I thought it was well, a silly if you, thing.
1: If. If you look up the guy that played that role, he was
3: a pianist. Uh, Well, okay. Um, (laughs) So it was like one last burst of melody. How did falling through the steps cut that girl in half?
2: Oh, because he was underneath there. And then um, Ramona, like, yeah, she got like pretty much halved by like the bad guy was like underneath there.
3: Dude was literally just outside the window trying to get in when they ran upstairs. That thing is open to the black fucking crawl space under the place. He's quick. I mean, let it. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe it's like Michael Myers where he could just teleport around. Um, but I was just right. like, what the fuck? I mean, I would have rather seen them explain how that happened. So I would not be going, wait a minute. What ha- Why is she in half? I don't know. I just thought that was really funny.
2: I just enjoyed it.
3: Yeah.
1: It was. I thought it was cool when they pulled her up because I was, I was watching it and thinking, are they going to, is she going to be like all fucked up uh-huh. bisected here? And she, Yeah, won.
2: that was great. Yeah and then she
3: was like a half a bait
2: and then they like run up the staircase and blonde dude gets like stabbed but then the two like good girls yeah yeah the two blonde girls that are like the good girls like kind of like the virgins like they are like it's like the three of them and they're like left and it's you Mm -hmm. know i love that lily in the beginning of the movie her boss is kind of a dick to her and he's just like you know you can't do anything right today and then she like (laughs) saves the day (laughs)
3: But, guess she does
2: it was awesome. She got that glass. It was quick thinking she was about to die. that's right, yeah. she threw it at the bad guy slit his throat and he fell out the window and then got blown up by the cop. so that's like yes. ten deaths. That was a good movie he He
3: got his head shot off and then he got shot like eight or nine times with a <laughs> six shooter
1: <Yeah. laughs> and it had already had and it and had already had his neck slit, yeah. So, I mean, you yeah, know, we're getting into sort of the and and you know you think about though this is before you know, I mean this is still early on, this is eighty two so like that was that was kind of uh not i don't I'm trying to say like it was a premonition, but it's like the uh they kind of saw where the things were going in this like
3: excessive time. use of force, or
1: <laughs> no, not necessarily <laughs> what do you that mean? it was just a, like. Unstoppable killer because oh like okay Halloween I know had what done you're talking it, about. but like Halloween had done it, and then I don't know that like that many other movies had got into that aspect of it. Like Friday the Thirteenth, the whole franchise
3: became that. That was it. Yeah, but there was nothing supernatural about this guy at all.
1: Well, I mean, is there about Michael Myers? There,
3: well, there? I mean, by the end, yeah. but I mean, the sheriff had not seen this dude get up from a. Obviously, life-ending injury. It's this evil. <laughs> On two legs. <laughs> his his eyes went black like a doll's eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, this movie was fun. And the locations were great. You had a carnival. You had a campsite, like woods where they like had. Um, then they also had a cemetery. And then they mm-hmm. had that weird house. It was fun. Right.
3: The rental property.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Man, that was a shitty carnival. <laughs> that was, it reminded that like, me of like a thousand carnivals I went to as a kid. That
1: Me too. Me too. Yeah.
3: With set them the up in the Kmart. The little duck ride, the little duck thing where you S- pick the ducks up and see what prize you won. I S- loved that them, shit as a kid.
1: And They would set them up in like the Kmart parking lot or somewhere <laughs> anywhere. There was enough space to do it.
3: We had the, you know, we, we, in Hendersonville, the, we were the county seat for Henderson County. And, mm-hmm. um, so the county fair would go there so it would be like a pretty big to do and they would have all the rides and all the other things and they would do like demolition derbies and stuff and i mean it was it was no small thing
1: so we never went to that le- this was much more the level that we went to this thing in the movie yeah. it was like the one that norm mcdonald talks about his dad would take him to and they would say look it's the world amazing stripeless zebra <laughs> yeah. and he's like dad it's just a fucking horse there and like he says and it's the world's tallest midgets <laughs> all between 57 and 62.
2: Yeah. I mean, this kind of reminded me of the Jersey Shore like um you know, just like all of those rats would be on the boardwalk and then like we would definitely But they were permanent. Um
3: They were there all the time. Yeah, right? yeah,
2: you're right. And then I mean, we would go to other ones like closer to our yeah. house that would just show up, you know, like Yeah show up somewhere. Oh, I can
3: remember like going to the Roses and there would be a dude out in the parking lot with an elephant and for a dollar. You could ride it, yeah. you know, and it'd be like, wow, <laughs> can I ride the elephant? And mom would be like, okay. And you go get on the elephant. And, and it just, be, you have,
1: you've ridden an elephant.
3: Actually, I think when we did that, the elephant was like pooping. It was really stinking <laughs> and nobody wanted to be there anymore. So we just left. <laughs> Line was too long or something. Man. <clears throat> I did get on a big turtle one time there in that parking lot. They had a big thing with these giant tortoises, and you could get on that. You
2: like sat on it?
3: Like, yeah. I was a little kid. I could get on a tortoise. Thing was fucking huge.
2: Damn, I feel bad for them. They have to carry kids around.
3: Oh, <laughs> little, little kid, I can ride a fucking turtle if I want to. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right, Turtle Boy. You remember Steve Martin, Turtle Boy?
4: No.
1: Yes,
3: that was from a TV special he was a cowboy and he would break turtles and he would, and it was showed him and he was all dressed up like a cowboy and he got on a fucking tort tortoise and they opened the doors like it's a rodeo and the tortoise is just like barely moving. (laughs) And Steve Martin's on the back, you know, acting like the tortoise is trying to throw him and I fucking love that shit as a kid. I loved everything he did. Yeah, I still do. Um, all right, Mike. So you started us off with 1982's Death Screams. What yes. do you have in store for us for afters?
1: Well, we're going to go from the foothills of North Carolina down to the, the 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 salty coast of North Carolina, Atlantic Beach, which for years was my vacation destination. I love Atlantic Beach. Yeah, it's I awesome. stayed at Atlantic Beach so much. Carolina
3: Beach, and, Atlantic Beach. Yep.
1: Same. Emerald Isle. Yep. Mm hmm. Well, you carry, you know, Atlantic Beach is just a, a stretch of the island there mm-hmm. on Emerald Isle. So, this is 1984's Buddy Cooper movie, Fall Break.
5: Let's get this road trip ah! Ah! on the
1: road. Oh my Break my car. It's okay, it's paid for. Uh. <laughs> This guy's not convinced we're going anywhere. So my philosophy is, let's have some beer.
5: When the leaves of summer turn red and gold And the football games bring a hint of the cold time to get away We'll pack the car with escape in mind, forgetting about classes, leaving books behind, time to get away. Empty cottage sitting on the shore, tourists all left about a month before, and we're going to have a good time. Going to have a good time. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going on a Ball break. the sweets salt air. I swear we'll never part. We're going on a ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And when you fall into my arms, I'll break into your heart.
3: So, there's a little bit from the thrilling title track in 1980, what, Mike? Six? 84? Four. four. In 1984's fall break, but a movie which I've always known as The Mutilator. The Mutilator. Yeah, that's... I wonder how many movies there are called The Mutilator. (laughs) A bunch,
2: actually, because I
3: I did search it.
2: This has that iconic, um, you know, at the video store, like... That you would see, like it had the best cover sure, art. Yeah. You know, it was so much fun.
1: And that was such a big part of the the marketing of VHS movies. Is it like because like to the the covers were wildly disconnected from anything that happened. In the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, this one is is not. I mean, this is at least there's some semblance of things that actually take place in the movie in the cover art, but it's like. I mean, it was as fast and loose as Corman and them just like getting a a poster and then making a movie to fit the poster. Yeah. Some of that cover art stuff and VHS, but, uh, hang on. I got an incoming call there. That's been picked up.
3: (laughs) Uh, um, yeah, the the poster is great. And I was telling, um, talking to you guys earlier before, before the, uh, everything went kaput but um i always got this movie and three on a meat hook confused because the poster for this has a bunch of nubile co-eds in the background with a uh, evil person in the foreground holding a big curved hook and i was always like oh that must be three on a meat hook this must be another title for three on a meat hook and three on a meat hook is terrible um in my opinion, but I mean, hell, I thought fucking Death Screams was bad until I rewatched it. So maybe I should give the Three on the Meat hook another try. So I, I this always got sort of muddled up in my mind. But at some point, I th- think Mike and I had watched this um, years ago.
1: I felt very kind of tied to it when it, I remember reading about, uh, like everything else of that era reading about it in Fangoria, mm-hmm. that there was this movie coming and it was directed by this guy who was a real estate mogul, I guess, in, in the uh, Atlantic Beach area. And he basically had some money that he was sort of trying to not pay a bunch of taxes on <laughs> so he could just roll it into like an investment. And it making a movie was something that he had sort of wanted to do. And uh, I mean, considering the circumstances that this guy is just... Some middle aged real estate guy who says, Yeah, I'm gonna make a move. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it I think it's pretty damn successful. I thought it was great. Uh, it's, I, mean, it, I really it's enjoyed
3: No this. fucking um the, whatever that one is with that guy that's the what was the one we did with the little the, the guy with uh Conan's dad? Gettibin? Yeah. Getovin' It's no it Yeah. But it's good. It's no
1: it And again it's it's no let's Neil brain. It's no Neil <laughs> brain. <laughs> But that's because this is better than both of those.
2: I think so. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
1: This is, this is somebody that had, it seems to me, had seen a lot of the horror stuff that was out there. A lot of slasher movies and said, that looks like an easy genre to kind of crack the code on. Right. Well. And so they just like had a list of boxes to be checked and.
2: And they were just in luck where they got a great makeup effects artist. You know, Mark Shulström. Yes.
1: Mark Shostrum is did no yeah. shit. Yeah,
2: so he did, like, what, Nightmare on Elm Street? What else? Um,
1: oh, God. He did one, uh, one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets I know, mm-hmm. and then he worked on uh, Phantasm Two, which has some spectacular makeup mm-hmm. effects.
3: Evil it? Dead and, uh Didn't he do? Wasn't it Dream yes. Warriors that he did?
2: Maybe. And he did. He I think he assisted. was part of
3: that team, like, Screaming Mad George and all those other things.
2: My Demon Lover and, he did, uh, and Deep Star Six.
3: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Um, Deep Star Six. I know he did um, From Beyond. He was on that crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did, apparently, I mean, obviously now, because we know that he met people. No, wait, it's the other fucking movie. I'm getting all this shit conflated. Yeah. Because I was going to say the the L.A. Bounty connection. But, yeah, he's, he's he's done a ton of stuff. The thing that I first remember reading about Mark Showstrom was the Ramones video for Psychotherapy. Yeah. yeah. Where they have the guy strapped down to the table and the little creature version Mm -hmm. of himself pops out of his head, Mm -hmm. Showstrom did that. Okay, and and like they hired him and he was a big Ramones fan, so it was a huge thing to him. Oh,
2: I love that fun fact.
1: So cool. So, oh, I got all the makeup effects
3: artists nerdery.
2: (laughs) Bring it on.
3: So, so this movie starts with um, a, a young boy and his mom. Getting ready for the father, her husband, and his father's birthday party.
4: Yeah,
2: she's making the a mom cake. is
3: baking him a cake, and the boy decided he's going to clean all of Dad's guns. And Dad has a lot of guns, all loaded. Wait, all loaded? Apparently, I
2: mean, I I mean, my parents never had guns growing up, but uh, I don't. I, did your parents have guns? Like, would you ever think about yes. like I want to clean my parents' guns?
3: No. I was not allowed to touch the guns. Get they it. were kept locked. Okay,
4: okay. Yeah, and,
3: I, and if exactly. I was... what I had a BB gun. That was mine. I was allowed to touch my BB gun. Uh-huh. But I was not allowed to touch dad's guns, because those guns would kill your ass.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So... So, anyway, the kid accidentally murders his mother, Um, and his dad does not appreciate it. Not even one bit.
2: Yeah, so he puts that <laughs> and sign... that's that. ...on the dead mom, and then gives her a drink in her dead mouth...
3: Yeah, that, that was, was weird. weird. Troubling. <laughs> yeah, And then cut to the future. I did not feel sympathy for this kid. I did not well, at all. Really so remember. I don't... No, I
1: don't. So, but I think that was maybe the intent. Was it like, he's been through a lot?
3: I think that was so the you're intent. Supposed to, you're supposed to like... But that I didn't. Man, I was not feeling it either. I was just like... <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't really like My, any Mikey, of the people. I, except that one girl. The... The girl that didn't want to have sex. Pam? I liked her. Yeah.
2: I liked Sue as well. She, Big Boob Sue. Which
3: one was Sue? Oh, she was... Yeah, she was all right. Yeah, she, she was, was awesome. definitely the most fun <laughs> of them. Um, totally. She had a good sense of humor about all that shit uh-huh. up to a point. All
1: right. The
3: comic relief character Ralph? Here, Yes, tell uh, us about Ralph, that guy.
1: Ralph. His name's The actor's name is Bill Hitchcock. Like, I saw this movie and... Eighty, oh, let's say came out in eighty four, so probably sometime in late eighty four, eighty five. As soon as it was out on VHS, mm-hmm. and then like a few years later was when I started going to uh, Atlantic Beach for vacation every year, and I liked to fish. Oh, so like it was. I
3: didn't know this was the guy you were talking about. Yes. Oh, cool. oh okay. so
1: like it was always. And it was a big thing for me to be able to get up and watch the fishing report every morning to see where to fish and what species were like actively biting and it was right. hosted by this local guy and it was bill hitchcock because like for okay. a while i would watch it and i would be like that dude is crazy familiar to me why do i know his name and i think at some point i had looked back through at that old issue of fangoria and saw this guy's face and read his name and i was mm-hmm. like oh, holy shit so then every time i would watch him give a fishing report i would think about this his character in this movie
2: oh that's awesome okay
3: so he was a local yeah he was for sure a local from
2: they they like, said that Morton most City of the people on the cast and crew were local oh, some
3: really? of the people saying were, were mm-hmm. good i thought the dude that played the sheriff the or the uh, cop or whatever the island police i thought he was really good
2: yeah yeah i liked him a um, lot he was also he my was, I, favorite he tough. was a,
3: it was pretty good death um and but it's, this, I don't know this is, this had this oh, was yeah that was a good death this was just an excuse to string together a bunch of murders and then some like halfway decent little college kid dialogue here and there yeah
1: yeah I mean I I I think for me the overall like story and even to to a larger degree the atmosphere of Death screams was better like it, but it's to me, it's almost like if you'd had Mark showstrom, somebody that could really do some like whiz bang. Yes. Makeup effects. And then in the murders and death screams had been done by somebody really good. Right. Like that where I'm not, I think they're very successful for what they are in death screen, but like this was, there was some technical proficiency for fall break or for the mutilator that wasn't available to the people that made death screams. But I think there's a, a creativity and a, I don't know. There was just something about the way it was put together, the lighting and stuff. I don't know. I just,
3: when they play blind man's bluff in the mutilator and it could not, they could not have more lights on in that house. Right. It is so brightly lit. And I was just like, come on, y'all try, try to make it look dark. They don't even yeah. try. It's just like, wow, this is bad. You know, because <laughs> yeah. even like you, you know, you go to sleep in a dark house and you wake up and your eyes, you can see. i Have adjusted. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's got to be fucking dark for you to be staggering around. I don't know. I, I thought that was sort of lame. But the kills were solid. The story was sort of goofy. Um, I didn't really like a whole lot of the people. So, yeah, I just think the other one was much more successful as far as, like, um, a full package.
1: Me too. Me too. But I really enjoyed Fall Break, I, or The Mutilator. I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was fun. Yeah. But I think I think the other is the superior of the two. I agree.
2: Um, but the deaths were awesome in this one, too.
1: Oh, the, and, they were man, some of that shit's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So
2: can we talk about them?
3: Yeah, let's talk
1: about. Yeah, it. okay, for sure. So we
2: talked about uh, the mom by uh, Death by Ed Jr. Right, and then so we have all the couples. They go to the beach. They're supposed to. I guess the dad calls, asks them to shut down the rental home or the um, the condo, the condo yeah. for the summer or for the winter. So, uh, but that was
3: that was literally just a ruse to get him down there, right? This was a Paul part of Big Ed's plan. He's gonna get the boy down there and murder him because
2: then he's sleeping downstairs with his battle axe, right? You just like see him in the dark light, as you you
3: do, (laughs) but he left his gas book upstairs,
2: (laughs) but he brought his pitchfork downstairs, so he had that and his sword, his
3: flounder, and his boat motor, apparently.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, that was awesome.
1: I really like the fact that all of the things with the exception of this fucking anachronistic battle axe <laughs> which like everything which was else really was something, lame to
3: the, the battle axe but was really lame. everything
1: else would be at a boat, at a, a boathouse or like at a place where you're going to go fishing there would be a gaff there would be um the um uh,
3: the boat motor those those pyramid the, sinkers
1: those pyramid sinkers, that the the pitchfork thing, that's a flounder gig. You know, I mean, like all of these things were like beachy things. I mean, I don't know what kind of fishing these people are doing. It's like, well, we've had the cast net. Now get me the battle axe.
3: Well, I think, you know, they imply that the dad is just into weaponry of all sorts. Because, you know, he collects these that's things true. from his journeys all around the world, <laughs> you know. Um, he framed this pyramid sinker that's stuck in the wall that's how crazy he is can you believe it all right y'all have you ever seen in your life anything as fucking nasty as that fucking gross refrigerator in that goddamn condo that was all rusted and turned to shit every time that thing would show up on camera i would literally shudder i was just i just didn't want to even see it it looked so gross
1: that was your in- inner Martha Stewart.
3: It was out. the worst thing. I was like, "That is gross." That just it looked nasty and like like don't. That's put food funny. In I didn't it.
2: even notice that.
3: Oh, it's the huh. fucking worst. It looks like a scab. <laughs> it looked like it was. <laughs> it's oh an appliance scab. It looks like no, like a five foot tall scab is what it looks like. Oh it's gross. Goodness. It looked like something that should be like in the kitchen of the house in oh. Fight Club. Oh, yes, or. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. well there. Yeah. Even though they they had a they kept their freezer in
3: pretty good shape. Well, they had, had to. The fucking health board was down there making sure that all the barbecue and stuff was top notch. A lot of meat. Um, it the, uh, the, the the shenanigans between these children as they were uh, navigating things. And that one girl that would just open a beer, take a sip, and set it down, or just pour throw a <laughs> full beer off the balcony i was like don't give that girl yeah, another fucking bet. beer don't he give her another two, beer. six packs <laughs> of natural light too so you know they were big spenders and just, just uh, not, not beer I mean, connoisseurs
2: pbr so i have no one to talk <laughs>
3: that's way better than natural light yeah,
1: yeah. pbr is good stuff that's I'm, w- I'm down with PBR, way but. better than natural
2: okay light. so pool sex couple Let's yes. they go to that weird parachute pool.
3: Well, it's like an, it's an, it's quote unquote indoor pool, but it's just a pool that's enclosed. Uh, but I've enclosed never seen something like that, that with like a tent of...
2: around it. That was awesomely yeah. weird. Yeah. And then I read that they put milk because if the water was so cloudy, they put a couple gallons of milk in there and it took like days to clean out that really? pool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. Did that? The, to they wanted yeah. to make it cloudy. So Absolutely. they put milk but in there. Yeah. They, they oh, okay. jump
2: in to the pool and then the girl is like,
3: um, are they doing Marco Polo? Uh,
2: no, I think they just take their Kinda. clothes off and then they jump in together And then they're like, wow, that's a lot of chlorine in the pool. And it's like, it prevents herpes. (laughs) Like, I just remember that line that I was just like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah. She's like, is that something I need to worry (laughs) about? And then they take off their clothes,
2: jump in. And then he's like dunking under the water, like swimming around. And she gets murdered and then pulled out. And then the killer also takes all of the clothes in the amount of time that he is still under the water. (laughs)
1: And he gets out and thinking it's her and he's like going, Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. pretty good at and this. As he's like get this breadcrumb uh t- trailer. I of did like that. The and then he gets right. like
2: murdered in the basement and that was a fun kill. Like he, this sm- How does he, he gets get the is it like the motorboat or the chainsaw or like something that goes into his chest and then smoke comes up?
1: I think it's the it's the motorboat. Okay. It's, yeah, it's the motorboat. Well it's the it's okay. the boat
3: motor. That's what i meant. That's what I'm sorry. That's yeah, the like, motorboat is where you put your face between his boobs and go. <laughs> blub, 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 blub.
1: We kept don't. We kept calling that guy that actor. The blonde dude was like uh, Jim Neighbors. Like no, <laughs> It was like dime store <laughs> Sam Jones. Well, he was trying to be yeah. like this chiseled blonde funny. dude.
3: I mean, he had a he had a nice physique and he was a good looking dude. But man, he could not have been more just country oh, bumpkin. Absolutely, and just really bad lie delivery. yeah, but, yeah. You
2: know, he and that girl were like pool girl they were hot you know they were fun they smooched a lot they were both hot they yep. ran around
3: yeah
2: um, he didn't
3: seem like a bad guy he wasn't nearly as annoying as your fishing <laughs>
2: guy
1: what about when the when Bill Hitchcock's the Mr. Fishing guy when the girlfriend told him that they had forgotten to get condoms so they like Benny Hilled the, the character getting ready to go to the store
3: yes all
1: sped up. It's yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs>
3: like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I would imagine at a certain age I would have thought that was funny. Uh, I'm I way that past for that a age.
2: So well, then that policeman kill.
3: You're saying you're over it.
1: hands right.
2: down mm-hmm. my favorite. He gets a machete to the face. So let's. They hold on to yes. it for a long time. And then you see that like neck body gush. And then,
1: yeah, because it's not even like whacked in. It's not like a across the face like you've seen in movies. This thing yeah, he just <laughs> shoves it into his head, right? Point and then first. his head
2: flops yeah. on the yeah. ground, That's and sorry. you just see it bloody with a flashlight pointing on it. I loved it.
3: It was a good. It was a Great good severed kill. head, though. Yes, that was a that, that was looked, a really top notch head,
1: and they really like got the most out of like the the. <laughs> spurting stump.
3: Well, effect. when the body flops over, that was, I did not like that. But when the dude picks the head up by the hair and carries it off, I was like, that yeah. is a good fucking head. They like really knocked that out of the park. I think
1: uh, they had good, just Showstrom's a talented guy. There's a throat slit with the, uh,
3: with the battle axe and, and like the it's a gushing yeah. throat wound. Yeah. And that was really well done. That battle axe must be like made of fucking whatever Captain America's shield is made out of vibranium. Because that motherfucker yeah. just takes heads off like they're yeah. nothing.
1: Well, when it cuts that throat, I mean, he just sort of waves it past the person. <laughs> he neck. shows it to them. You know what I That's right. And their neck just goes like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, then we have uh, your favorite character Ralph. He gets a pit pitchfork through the neck. That was awesome. Yes. Yeah. He thinks he's going to see some like dirty garage sex from like the two other characters.
3: That's because he sees a pair of panties hanging on the doorknob, and he's like, "Oh, I know what that is."
2: That was awesome.
1: That's a doorknob cozy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I was I was okay with seeing Ralph go.
3: Was something happening yeah, can at you your not place? Hear
2: that? Too? Oh, there's no. like some car club music going insane. Okay. That's all right. Um all
3: right.
1: I c- oh, I c- that's awesome. C- okay. Hard to
2: hear. Um so then Big Boob Sue. Um, that was such a gruesome gruesome death. That was terrible. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, fucked the up Hulk, with the hook? like, I thought it was through her vagina, yes. but it was through her abdomen and and it just like goes
3: Oh, was it? I thought I, it was I, through her vagina.
2: I mean, like, vag abdomen. To,
1: it looked like, to me, it was, like, went, I think
2: it ugh. went up
3: <laughs> in her vagina and that then out horrible. her abdomen.
1: And then, like, out about where her yes. navel was. And then he's sort of just pulling her by it and holding her up. And then, then the magic round yeah. wax comes oh. in. And then just, like, thunk. Yeah,
2: she gets that axe treatment.
1: Yeah. Because, you know, when the other...
2: I thought that was real. No, that mean. was. Now... Apparently the blood condom bursting effect was so realistic on set that one of the boom operators started to cry. (laughs) Like you know, but it was it was intense to watch. You know, but I think that they had like you know, I don't know if she was like a local like or if she was you know used to it, but it was intense. Apparently, (laughs) she's a hemophiliac.
3: So that kill happens, and then the little Ed and Big Ed are facing yeah. each other down um, versus Ed, right? That's right. This is a showdown. And then that's when the, all the stuff in the car that won't start. And then they smash him into the brick, the cinder block yeah. wall.
2: Oh, well it was cool because yes. yeah, they're having car trouble. The car, the engines flooded. Then they get the cigarette burner and well, first they stab him outside. That's right. Then he gets on top yeah, of the car right. while they're trying to drive away. He's like right. cutting through the car and, and then gets the cigarette burner and right. like gets some. That was awesome. Um, you saw that, like,
3: yeah, because he's got a hold of he's got a hold of little Ed, and when they're when she's burning him with the cigarette lighter, it's actually like the skin is sort of melting and sliding <laughs> away from the burner. It is and it's gross. nasty. Yeah, it's nicely nasty. And
2: then, uh, like, the car starts. They pull backwards. They pretty much like cut him in half by like going into cinder block.
1: Yeah, they Oh, they cut him in half. But then it's
2: great because he slices apart and one of the sheriffs is like, you know, pull forward, pull forward. So they pull forward and you're like, dude, that's not a good idea. And then he gets his foot chopped off. It was awesome. Right. And then he starts laughing and then he dies. Yes. (laughs)
3: And that, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy.
2: Both of these movies were really like awesomely gory. I couldn't be happier.
3: (laughs) Yeah, mutilator was just unrepentantly dumb, but I thought that um, I thought the other one, the death screams, was as good as it could be. Like, yeah, for sure. And and I think this was this had such great effects, but otherwise was pretty bad. I mean, except for that theme song, which is pretty great. Man,
1: both of them theme music. So I that should have been like an I should have been like an A side <laughs> B side, side. After watching
2: both of these movies, I purchased Death Screams because Arrow Video came out with a really stellar, you know, for both of these. But there's a slipcover for mm-hmm. Death Screams. It's super cool, and it's like a mouth, and then you like fling it up and down. It's pretty cool. It's like a mouth screaming.
3: Oh, okay, cool.
2: Yeah. Very cool. Cool. So, good choices,
1: Mike. Well, yeah, I, I, I really like both of these. These are always like this is this the fact that these kind of movies exist. This is what keeps me from being a completist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
2: (laughs) I never will watch. Yeah, I don't have time for.
1: (laughs) I don't have time for all that. I got you know this and Danny McBride content. (laughs) Oh
4: yeah,
2: those um. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the marbles.
4: I, I'm, I'm not, not on them. I'm it's, not going
1: like uh, not Scorsese me. here. Yeah, I'm not going Scorsese and saying it's killing cinema. But it's just I, I like the ones I'd seen, and I just sort of at some point said, "Oh, what's this shiny thing over here?" And just never got back to that. You know, that that group of. I would
2: players. rather watch this kind of stuff all day long, comparatively.
3: I'd like to watch
1: all of it. <laughs> we know. Well, and that would be great, but I mean, I just that it's a time issue.
3: So why don't we uh, talk about what else we've watched since our last recording?
1: I'm looking back through my letterbox, and I've got not nearly obviously as many as Marty, but I have Death Screams and Fall Break. And what are those?
2: <laughs> Did you like them?
1: <laughs> Excellent slashers from the early eighties. <laughs> Loved them both. Uh, no, we watched, uh, for the first time in ages, we watched Fisher King, okay, which was uh, better than I remembered, and I, and I remembered it as kind of a masterpiece. <laughs>
3: I saw that uh, in the theater.
1: Watched uh, Hills Have Eyes a couple of weekends ago. The remake? <gasps> no. No, but that's now I want to see the remake again because it's really I have not seen
3: the original in so long.
1: Yeah, I remembered liking
3: it. Yeah, it's really good. That's that and uh, AHA guy, right? Aja. Yeah. Un, Alexandra Aha. Aja.
1: Alexandra Aha. Uh The Hills of Hill, uh, Humanoids from the Deep. AKA great. Monster. Monster. The One of the just it's best Goopy Monster movies. It's a I fucking think, solid goddamn movie. It is. Great cast. Uh, Phantom of the Mall Eric's Revenge. Love that movie. And watched it in like ultra 4K high quality. What is that?
2: Oh, who it's just a, released
1: that arrow or vinegar syndrome? It's maybe vinegar syndrome. I think okay. it was arrow.
2: Okay, cool.
1: Um, it's about a guy who's a gymnast and it's him and his girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. And then this big conglomerate, this mall is being built by this mafioso dude and the mayor of the city who is Morgan Fairchild mm-hmm. and, uh, they need the land that his family's house is on because they've built basically yeah. <laughs> the mall has been built like right up to the edge of their yard, but they can't finish it because they need this land. Mm-hmm. And mysteriously, the
3: house burns down. Okay. And he is lost. And to the, her. It deliberately set by a commercial real estate developer who wants his yes. property.
1: And yeah. it turns
3: into. Okay. So it's Phantom Phantom of the Phantom of the Paradise in the mall
1: or Phantom of the Opera in the mall. Yeah.
4: Wait
3: a minute. Are you saying those things are similar? <laughs> and Paulie Shore is in it.
2: Oh, are yeah. you kidding? <laughs> no. <laughs> what does he work at the ice cream shop or like he does <laughs> something? Yeah, He yeah. plays
1: <laughs> Buzz. Buzz, yes.
2: He's great. I love him. Um, Ken Parry's in it.
1: Yes. There's some. There's some. It was dumb fun.
2: Yeah, that movie is uh, great.
3: There's a never even heard of this one.
1: Paulie Shore is where you know his thing about the weasel.
3: The weasel, we- buddy. Yeah.
1: He is in this sh- movie as Buzz. He's wearing a t-shirt that says the a weasel on it. It's like...
3: Dude, Mac's dad's in that, too.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Best part of the
3: movie. I'm, I'm just flipping through looking at the pictures, the and I recognize them. He is
1: so like intense like through that whole movie. He looks like... Uh, just oh. by the level of intensity, he looks like john Philip law did in space mutiny where they said it looks like his skulls trying to come through his face
3: yeah he's just like (laughs) this in the home that's great okay i gotta i gotta look for this one that sounds awesome all right what Um, else you watch uh
1: an american werewolf in london i think i've heard of that one yeah uh
3: (laughs) eight bit christmas yeah i
4: watched that that
1: too i would recommend it it was very fun
3: julie you're gonna love it on netflix Right, No, it's HBO. It's HBO. I can't remember. It's one or the other. So, Julie, it is a modern update of A Christmas Story, but instead of wanting a BB gun, this kid wants a Nintendo Entertainment System, because it's set in the 80s, and it is so 80s, and so wonderful, and just sweet. It's PG-rated. It's... Cool. It is a kid movie, but goddamn, I laughed, and it got me in every single way it could get me. It was really a triumph.
1: It's that kind of pg thing though where they kept it pg but it's still full of like stuff that's kind of nasty and just gross enough for a kid to think it's hilarious
3: and i thought it was hilarious too
1: yeah i did too (laughs) i did too there's a thing and not to spoil there's a thing with a retainer yes and i was laughing so hard as
3: as that scene sort of progressed you really (laughs) it's great julie it will go i believe into your rotation for christmas movies
4: Oh, cool. oh, I think
1: this is this has got a shot for being like an every year thing. Yes. For a lot of a it's lot of people. Really, nice.
3: really good. And uh
1: what's his name? Uh Neil Patrick Harris is yes. uh He's him. the father. The, the, the wraparound movie. story is him telling his daughter the story of how he wanted to get a Nintendo. So most <laughs> of the movie is the flashback, but they still the bumper thing is where they come back and she's asking him there's funny stuff where she's like He says, I got on my bike and I rode as fast as I could to my friend Tommy's house. And she says, were you wearing a helmet? And it shows him and he's got his toboggan on and he's going, oh, well, yeah, we, in the eighties, we all wore helmets and it goes like, "Ting," and then it's a helmet. So, I mean, it's like (laughs) full of like, it's really wonderful.
3: Yeah. It's great. It's really, it's, it does more than it needs to do to do the story that it's telling, but it really does it right. I just thought it was basically a perfect little family kid movie
1: very cool. much in the same way death scream is very
3: much in the same way death scream <laughs> is it's it and, is a uh, really good sort of homage to christmas story which is one of my favorite christmas movies
1: it is uh, okay. it is 100% that was just a template for this uh,
3: absolutely i don't think anybody the, would deny that it is just this yeah. to do it and not shit on that sort of legacy i think is for an amazing sure. accomplishment i think
1: the both of the character the parent characters are slightly eccentric in their own way yes. it was, it was just yeah, we could talk a lot about this. Yep, cause it's really good. good. <laughs> but oh, we also watched uh, The Thomas Crown Affair from 1968 with Steve McQueen and Faye Dunaway, oh. which I knew it was a Norman Jewison movie, but as Dylan, like we were sitting there talking about it, Dylan's like, you know who shot this, don't you? And I was like, no. who?" And it was like Haskell Wexler, mm-hmm. who made medium, made medium Cool and shot all the Terrence Malick stuff. Mm-hmm. The director, or I mean the editor, I'm sorry, or assistant editor, co-editor, was Hal Ashby. Okay. And the second assistant director was
3: uh, oh shit. Uh Walter Hill. Okay. Oh, so okay. Not, so not, not not lacking in uh talent there.
1: No no dearth of talent. And last oh. night before we watched uh the mutilator we watched as a family, we watched uh Untouchables.
3: Oh, wow. The Scorsese, or uh, not Scorsese, but the uh, De, Palma De Palma thing. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a million years. Man, it me. is.
1: It, it is just 100% solid all the way through. It is like, it's painting in broad strokes, mm-hmm. but, but in a way that, like, it feels like you're watching a movie from the era in a way that it's set in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the violence and the language is amped up, but like... The, uh, some of the acting choices, the way, and I think that it was intentional. It's very like, uh, Capone, De oh, yeah. Capone. It's so like Edward G. Robinson kind of like,
3: Oh yeah.
1: It's overwrought
3: kind of in a, in a fun way. Well, Sean Connery, Sean Connery is God. so great. He's so good. Send one of yours to the hospital. You send one of his to the morgue. Kind of Mars, the Chicago way. <laughs> no, that's uh, good stuff.
1: Charles, Charles Martin Smith, Andy Garcia. It's just
3: You know, yeah, no, it's it's. I would love that. I saw that at the theater too.
1: Yeah, and like you know, Lee is not crazy about like too violent kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but but this was sort of had that old fashioned vibe, and it's also very much like it puts you into it. It it very effectively makes you relate to the the Ness character Mm -hmm. and to the. It's really a old timey. Good guys versus bad guys thing, right? And you get—I find myself swept up in that.
3: Well, sure, you're a simple man. With I am a simple man. You have simple needs. Shrimp, <laughs> and, uh, maybe a plate.
1: <laughs> a plate. Uh, when uh, Billy Drago takes the the header off of the building in uh, Untouchables, do you know where I'm talking about? No, it's been a while. I mean, I know
3: who Billy Drago is.
1: Yeah, he gets like uh, summarily like ejected from the roof of a building. And he's been a bad man up to that point and it is just like one of those incredibly satisfying things to see him splat
3: through I, the roof. I don't all. think I've ever seen him die in a movie where I wasn't happy that that happened cuz he always plays just the worst. True. He's got him that and Richard a Lynch. corner on that. Yes. <laughs> Except in God told me to. Yeah, different thing. Different thing.
1: Okay. I had more to talk about than I
3: That's like a lot.
1: I apologize. Yeah, that was
2: good.
3: No, that's good, man. <laughs> Do you want to go next, Julie, or you want me to? Sure, I'll go. Okay.
2: Um, okay, so I watched Death Promise, Vinegar Syndrome, came out with like a really nice release of it.
3: We, and we did that on the podcast, didn't we?
2: Oh, you did? Didn't I don't we?
3: Think so. huh. It sounds um, familiar to me. Maybe I'm just done. aware of it.
1: We've done about twenty it's other movies that had a cover where there was a guy shirtless shooting two machine guns. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, this is like um, tenants rise up against a ruthless landlord. It's a really fun watch. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. And then I followed it up with our good friend, Enemy Territory. Um, I, I mean, this has my heart. You know, this movie. Which one uh, is Enemy
3: Territory? Remind me
2: that's the one where um ray parker jr is in it
3: yes 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 with uh, jan michael building. vincent where he's got the he's the wheelchair vet yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that was fucking stuff. great mm-hmm. no mike we haven't done death promise but i'm aware no, of it yeah yeah no it's so, directed I mean, by a guy named robert Warmflash. i would yeah, yeah to what that. a great name
2: <laughs> that is a great name um so, at least so he never yeah that was the point
3: where having hot flashes
2: <laughs> that was a really good movie. And then, oh, um, I don't know if I've talked about this movie before uh, Small Kill. It's from 1992. It sounds familiar. Um, there's a smoking hot stripper on the cover. Uh-huh. And in the movie, um, there's some great acting and there's a really fantastic bad guy reveal. Um, and it's definitely worth your time. I'm, right. I'm a big fan of this movie.
3: Wow. That- Directed by Gary Berghoff. Not Radar. Uh Uh-uh. The Gary Berghoff. By Gary fucking Radar O'Reilly Berghoff. Uh, Wow. I have to
1: see this now.
3: (laughs) Wow, let's see. The only film he directed. He co-directed it with a guy named Rob Fresco.
1: And the thing about it is, like, as a director, you're asked a lot of questions.
3: He knew what every question was before somebody asked it. Uh Yeah, he could feel it coming. Wow, that thing is rated 6.7 out of 10. Children are being kidnapped and held for ransom. If the parents don't cooperate, the kids show up dead. An undercover cop gets involved in the case, and his investigation leads him to a connection between a banker and a fortune teller. Jason Jason Miller?
2: Miller? Jason Miller. Wow, and Gary
3: Berghoff is in it.
2: (laughs) I did not expect you guys to get this excited. I love it. Oh, Oh, I want to see
3: this. Me
1: too.
2: Yeah, it's really good.
1: Oh yeah, this is a this is a. I'm on the hunt now for this.
3: Yeah, Julie, you got to throw <laughs> that into the mix. All right, All sorry, right. Julie. We keep get, we are loving these things you're telling us about. Yeah, so keep it's, going. Yeah,
2: I'm distracting. That's awesome. Um, sorry, I get some stuff going on. Apparently, they're coming um, to get you. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
2: To the Funny Farm. Um, okay, so back to back. This is 1996 movie. I think I just watched it originally on TV. It's like a, um ex-cop and a Yakuza dude. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a great duo where they are like fighting multiple mobs. And it's kind of like a Pulp Fiction ripoff. But it's funny because I didn't actually know it was a Pulp Fiction ripoff until recently. Because I just watched that movie. Oh, <laughs> wow. You uh, just 96? for the first time? Well, yeah, I just watched that like recently, like I don't know, six months or a year ago. Like within the year, I just watched that.
3: Mind blowing.
2: I know. I know.
3: That's not as good as that Jennifer Connolly movie, Mike, the one, Ass to Ass. Oh.
2: Ooh, Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, that
3: is
1: tough.
2: Um,
3: but that
1: is yeah, a good movie. Yeah, uh, but.
2: No, this, this movie is really good. Uh, the only beef I have with it is that the strippers are fully clothed, and I just think that's weird. That
3: doesn't count as stripping, then. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, right? That's that's dressing, not it's, stripping.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but s- speaking of strippers, I just saw this for the first time, and I've had this take oh, nice. yeah, but stripped to kill yeah. from 1987. and. Dude, it's bizarre and entertaining. And that is a box
3: a of- I'm very familiar with. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but I know the
1: box. I am in the exact same.
2: Dude, this movie's cool. cool. There's like a lot of boobs and pyrotechnics.
3: That's a good so, combo.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm not sure what else you need.
3: <laughs> Does that
2: have so, um,
3: uh, Jane Jane Simmons' wife in it? Shannon Tweed.
2: Um. I don't
3: know. Oh, Kay know. and Greg Abigan and Norman Fell. Oh,
2: it, it does Williams? have Kay Lins, yeah.
3: I'm a fan.
1: She's the
2: detective that goes undercover as a stripper. It's pretty oh, badass.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> one.
2: So, yeah, it's a really fun watch. And then um, last two movies, just for, like, starting the holiday season, um, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh yeah, hands down one of like my favorite action movies. Um, You know, this was like a good female action lead for me. Oh yeah, I remember copying her makeup style in Mm -hmm. high school because I thought like it was so cool.
1: It was, Um, and she is
2: yeah, smoky eye with like some pink metallic like lipstick and metallic nails. I always
3: was a big fan of her, and then when she just sort of stopped doing as much, it was a bummer.
2: Yeah, I agreed. I was still what thinking. Can, um, oh, What's The Last Holiday. her husband's name?
3: Curtis Harrington or something? No, not Curtis Harrington. What's, well, she was married to Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan, that's it, because he directed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they,
1: directed
4: they did Long that Kiss terrible Kiss movie.
3: The, the well, pirate the, movie? Pirate movie, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I think that nearly bankrupted the studio. Carl yeah.
1: Co. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, Julie, what was that next movie?
2: Oh no, it's okay. Uh, Sorry, Uh, the last holiday from two thousand six. This is like one of like the best rom coms, like hands down, on my top five.
3: Who is the woman on the cover? It's Queen Latifah, isn't it?
2: Queen Latifah Ah, and LL Cool J, Uh and they're just like wholesome, and it makes you want to like live a better life. It's a really good movie.
3: I have seen that movie, so I am Uh, not aware of it.
2: Oh, and then um, so that's what you're watching
3: instead of Marvel movies, Mike. Yeah, These Queen Latifah movies. Okay. I'm watching all (laughs) of the
1: Fred Olin Ray Hallmark Christmas movies. Gotcha. (laughs) He's made many. I love it. Fred Um, Olin.
2: Okay. I have one more. Okay. So this movie, Villains, from 2019, Mm -hmm. I watched this with a bunch of friends the other night. And it has the chick from It Follows. Mm -hmm. And it's like a stylish horror thriller. And the set decorating... And the shots, like how they were lined up, were amazing. Like visually, this movie was great, and the acting was stellar as well. Um, Hmm. It has a couple of actors that I I know, like you would know. I just don't.
3: Bill Skarsgård. What's it called? Villains. Villains. It's on Hulu, Mike.
1: I was
2: was
3: searching IMDb for it. Are you spelling it right? Maybe not.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot I of like, these like people that, are from the, that old man whisper. It's
3: got an eighty-four percent Rotten Tomato score. Wow,
1: that's
2: impressive. Yeah, that that movie was great.
3: Cool. I and, like Bill Skarsgård um, usually.
2: It has yeah. a some very bizarre stuff in it. I loved it. it cool. The most bizarre over-the-pants hand job I've ever seen in my entire life.
3: Oh, well, that's hold on a minute, I need to start this movie right now. Right. I don't need to see that in a movie. <laughs> they call on South Park they call that an old fashioned
2: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I've stolen that line from them <laughs>
3: nothing nothing beats a good old old fashioned very yeah. cool. so somebody had that on disc or something.
2: No, no. Um, we, it, me and a bunch of friends. Um, someone had heard about it, and then we just rented it from oh, okay. Amazon.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's on Hulu, and I have Hulu now. Ooh.
2: Look at you. Well, fancy pants. I
3: got an email on Black Friday from Hulu, and they said, "Do you want Hulu for a year for a dollar a month?" And I was like, "Yes, oh. I'll take that." So.
4: That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I, it's hard to say no to a dollar a month. So it's got commercials, That's... but it's not bad. In the
1: name of uh, the character on RoboCop, you'd buy that for a dollar. Exactly, I would. I did.
3: <laughs> well, um, for me, the I have to start off, and I already told Julia about this, but I watched Pineapple Express, which I thought I had seen, but apparently I was thinking of the Darjeeling uh, oh, Limited.
1: Oh man, that's two <laughs> totally different things.
3: But I thought Pineapple Express. Oh, that's that movie about the train. Yeah. And it, and it was not the same movie. Because um, I think there's probably common <laughs> cast members between the two movies. Yeah, that would be likely. But what did you think? It was great. It was funny. Yeah. It, it's
1: funny. Yeah.
2: It's such a great stoner action film. Yes. Some of the
3: stuff in it where, like, he was trying to kick the windshield out, and he kicks his leg through the windshield, <laughs> and his leg's stuck, and he can't get it back out. I was laughing so hard at that stuff. <laughs> But it had, like, really good action and really funny bits. And some of it was pretty harrowing. Um, Gary
1: Cole is terrifying.
3: He is terrifying. And then, like, Ken Jeong, Ken Jeong as the little uh, Japanese hitman guy who's, like, throwing grenades and stuff around and is a super badass. It was wild. Because, like, all these people, um, are, well, it's like before, we, I hadn't really knew who they were, probably, if I'd have seen it. But yeah, Craig Robinson as the hitman guy. Oh. He is one he of great. my favorite. He was people. fucking, but he was terrifying, and I've never seen him play like genuinely threatening. And he was good. He's so he's so funny, man. Um, but that he's was really great. good. And
2: Danny McBride. Red, Danny won't McBride. Die.
3: Is it Red? Is that his name? <laughs> it's yeah, red. It's red. And, he, and they just can't. Nothing can kill him. Apparently, <laughs> it's just red. really funny.
2: <laughs> when he when when he's like thug life and cocks that gun. Yes, that makes me giggle every time.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Um, then I watched this fucking crazy thing on Shudder called *Prisoners of the Ghostland* with Nicolas Cage, and that was just weird as shit. And you um, say
1: that's the good, the bad, and the weird guy?
3: Yeah, the Sion Sono. Yeah. Um, then I watched. Speaking of Marvel movies, I watched *Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings* on Disney Plus. Good. Amazing. Oh,
1: up.
3: Absolutely amazing. It had some of the best. Martial arts shit, like just the actual like martial arts fighting, mm-hmm. and the, and the wire work and stuff It's just fucking amazing. And it was this just really beautiful story. I, you know, spoiler alert: I'm not Chinese um, or any sort of Asian, um, so I don't know if it's authentically so, but it felt like it was. It did not feel like it was some sort of like um, weird like western version of a thing i mean it was obviously very western friendly but it was like they spoke chinese a lot and it was you know largely shot there it was it felt really genuine and and was very entertaining really good story um i watched the original house on haunted hill from william castle which was great um they had a guy on the monster party podcast who had um uh, done a documentary about William Castle and it made me want to watch that cuz they were talking about it. Eight Bit Christmas. Um then I watched the 2017 Power Rangers movie with um Elizabeth Banks as um um the villain, the um uh Rita Re- uh Repulsa. What's her name? That sounds name. right. It's something like that. Anyway, it was fucking great. Really? I really 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 enjoyed it. Like,
2: I was not expecting you to say that.
3: Like, really enjoyed it. And the, the main dude, did he, Julie? No, neither one of y'all watched Stranger Things, so never mind.
2: Wait, no, I just started. I'm in season three now. Okay, I just jumped so on the train. It is you, so good.
3: So, you know, I the, the, the kind of douchey brother that the, the one girl's got <laughs> who's really good looking.
2: Mad Max, her brother.
3: Mad Max's brother. So, yeah. that guy, he's the lead in Power Rangers. Oh, okay. And he's fucking great. So anyway. Does he have
2: that like hot sociopath look there too?
3: <laughs> no, he's more of a, he's like, he's the captain of the football team quarterback, but he just will not stay on target and keeps okay. fucking up. And his dad has just fucking had it with him. He won't be serious about his future. Meanwhile, he becomes a Power Ranger. It's It was really good. Um but then I watched this movie called Black Friday with Bruce um, Campbell, and oh, man, it was bad. I did not enjoy it at all. Um, it's uh, like a horror comedy kind of thing. Um, good people doing the effects. It was just not great, and the movie was not funny, and it just wasn't good. It had our friend Devin Sawa in it.
1: Yeah, oh, I yeah. Him.
3: And it was bad, um, I think. <laughs> Then Mike and I both watched a movie that he did not mention called Skin, a history of nudity in the movies.
1: Oh, that's right. That was.
3: Which is on Hulu. And um, it is a phenomenal documentary. It traces all the way back to the beginnings of film and. nudity's role in filmmaking and um, America and the world and then the different sort of uh, censorship things that happened and the X rating, the NC-17 rating in various movies that have used nudity in a variety of ways. And it is a fascinating, fascinating documentary. They talk to all sorts of great people and show a lot of clips from movies. And after watching that, I decided to watch Star 80 from 1983, which I had never seen. Um, which is the story of, um, Dorothy Stratton, um, with Muriel Hemingway and Eric Roberts and a bunch of other great people and directed by Bob Fosse. And so anyway, it was phenomenal. Um, and then I watched a movie from this year called last night in Soho from Edgar Wright. Oh, you
1: did see last night in Soho. Yeah. What
2: did you think?
3: It's pretty fucking good. It's pretty fucking good. Um,
2: where did you watch that?
3: Um, on streaming. Oh, cool! Yeah, okay. who's um, streaming it? Anybody? I think. I think all of them are streaming it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, really good, really great to look at. Amazing soundtrack, as per usual for an Edgar Wright movie. Um, I recommend it. Um, I liked how it how the story wraps things up. Um, and then I watched this thing. I had forgotten this existed. And um, I was listening to another podcast, the Man Dog Podcast, and they were they had um, Tim Baltz on there. And at the end, he plugged this thing that I had forgotten about, but it's a thing called John Bronco Rides Again. And I found it on one of the channels and watched it. It's got Walton Goggins as this old. Ford pitchman named John Bronco who had vanished. And so Tim Baltz, who is like the historian for Ford, decides to go and find John Bronco and get him to like come out of the shadows and then he can get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And so it's this whole thing and it is really funny and they're both great. And then last night I watched a movie on Shudder called Slacks which is spelled S-L-A-X-X and it's from last year and um, it's about a killer pair of blue jeans (laughs) and it it basically does the same thing that black friday wants to do which is to take a big like shopping event and then turn it into a horror comedy but it does it much more successfully and it's much smaller budget and it's got a fucking heart in there too that's like a it's a like there's a a larger sort of uh, there's there are stakes like in this story that are, um, a little bigger. So it was very, very fun. Um, I didn't, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. Then I was like, Oh wait, I see what you're doing. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Oh, okay. All right. And then at the end I was like, that was pretty good. So yeah, definitely worth it. So, and besides that, I've been watching tons of TV. Um, the Eli Roth's history of horror on Shudder, It's fucking amazing. Uh, behind the monsters on Shudder, which is fucking amazing. I've already mentioned I'm s- to South break, Park.
1: Break down and get shutter. I did want to mention finishing up. I can't remember if I had finished it at the point when we recorded last. Uh, watching the both seasons of Vice Principals. Speaking of Danny McBride, <laughs> oh, how nice. good that is! It is so damn good. <laughs> and I had never watched Eastbound and Down, but I'm into season two of that now.
3: Okay,
2: dude, I love Eastbound and Down.
3: It is so like cringy and awkward. I have not (laughs) seen anything yet in Eastbound and Down that I like as much as everything in Vice Principals. uh.
1: Yeah. Vice, this was like Eastbound and Down was like the training ground, like almost for what they did in Vice Principals. Vice Principals is, I don't want to say more polished, but it's like, it's refined. Like they've taken this, this formula of just, it's exactly what it is. Super mean comedy, and somehow still managing to make you have some degree of uh empathy for the the antagonist, really, yes because it's like, like the uh,
3: always sunny stuff where you just these people are the worst people, yeah, yeah, the that's
1: yeah. and and it, and I find that like watching uh I have a harder time feeling any kind of empathy for uh Kenny Powers and eastbound and Down than I did for uh. Gamby and, uh, Neil Gamby. Yeah. And vice principals and even Walton Goggins and vice principals. It's, that's some great stuff. Just great stuff.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I am
1: stoked for the next season of righteous gemstones.
3: Yes. Speaking
1: of Danny McBride. It's going to be, yeah, sorry. I've been on sort of a deep dive there. So,
3: well, I mean, actually it was talking about Danny McBride that got me to watch pineapple express because I was talking about vice principals to y'all.
4: Oh, cool.
1: I'll tell you what, I got three words for you to get you excited about watching more eastbound and down. All right. Somebody that is a guest star in an episode. Alright. I'm gonna say Princess Aura's pet. And I'll let you postulate on that for a while. Princess Aura's pet. Yeah. Yeah, what I don't know what this that cryptic
2: means.
1: Cryptic talk. Do what? I don't know what that what means. What's
2: this cryptic talk? <laughs>
1: Do you remember from Flash Gordon where there's the thing where they're throwing the eggs like footballs and you yeah. see like everybody's in their finery? Yeah. There's a, a little person that yes. she has like on a leash. Right. Who has this weird costume on. Right. That actor makes an appearance in
3: Eastbound and he's down. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw him interviewed on that uh, My, I Am Flash or whatever. Yeah. Because they talked to him. Because he talks about the costume in that where he's like, yeah, and am just... Uh. Or maybe it was in the making of Flash Gordon that thing. Well, you'll
1: get to hear him say stuff like, "You will pay the money, motherfucker! I cut your cut your fucking balls off." That's funny.
3: <laughs> well, these uh, were fun. This was this was quite a quite a collection of movies, you guys. Yeah.
1: Good yeah, choices, good Mike.
2: Good with our watches.
1: Thanks,
3: Letterbox, for helping me have a memory. <laughs> Well, I actually meant the two movies you picked for the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, I, I agree. Oh, I was very, yeah. I was very happy with both
2: of these. They were incredibly fun to watch.
3: And and a good sort of pairing too. They they slipped they slipped into each other quite nicely. And it's
1: kind
2: Especially of like from,
3: oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. Just because we're an NC based podcast.
3: Yes. And now finally, That's that we nice. got you back on home turf.
2: <laughs> I'm back.
3: If I, could, if I was clever, I would sing something to the tune of Back in the USSR, but about North Carolina. Well, not not quite yet. Let's give us another year or two before we get there. It's back in the UNCG. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, this was fun. We appreciate everybody listening, and I um, hope everybody's got all their lists off to Santa because we're getting close to Christmas. Um, If you would like to send your lists uh, to us instead of to Santa, I mean, maybe we could forward them along. You can send your Christmas lists to flickersfrom at yahoo.com or flickersfrom at gmail.com.
1: You can find us on Facebook and if you leave your list, we'll give you what you want. Uh,
3: What you really, (laughs) really want. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Check us out on Instagram slasher and letterbox flickers from the cave.
3: You can also find us over on Twitter where we are at cave walls so um this was really this was really fun it was nice to go back to a time that uh felt familiar yes you could almost say that these two movies really helped me remember a time when america was great again
5: you say any 10-year-old can handle it?
0: It's not,
2: nothing to it.
5: We can handle that. Yeah, how come we didn't know you had a condo at the beach? No way.
2: <laughs> what do you say? Four days of
0: R&R at the beach. I'm in.
5: She's in. I'm in. Sounds good to me. I got a bad feeling about this.